The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice. Thanks for tuning in to Brothers on Law on Go Country 105. I'm Larry Mandel. And I'm Rob Mandel. And we've been trial attorneys here in Los Angeles for over 40 years. On our show, we will discuss current events, talk about legal issues, and have some very entertaining guests stop by. So stay tuned every week for Brothers on Law right here on Go Country 105. Hi, everyone. I'm Rob Mandel. And I'm Larry Mandel. And we are the Brothers on Law. And thank you so much for tuning in here on Go Country 105. And thank you to Debbie, the mortgage mom, uh, for uh, being there uh, for us as well. Hey, Larry, um, you know, as time passes and we start to get older, uh, we kind of are facing what our own folks went through. And it's kind of a scary thing. I, and I, I understand you're kind of going through a, a little something right now, right? Yeah, well, we went through it with our mom. And she was ultimately in hospice. And it was a really, you know, gut-wrenching experience. And now with my father-in-law, he was originally on palliative care, which um, is more like a controlling the situation. And now he's uh, gone to the hospice care where it's, you know, there's not much to do except for keep the person very comfortable because they're not, they're not uh, going to be with us for a long time. And you know, it's so gut wrenching, like you say, and uh, tough to deal with because you got your own life that you're dealing with, and now all of a sudden you're dealing with uh, someone who's very ill, who needs a lot of attention, who needs that care. And, and you want to be that person to fight for them and stick up for them and make sure that uh, whatever they're going through uh, is um, handled properly. But you may not have the time, you don't have the skills. And, That's right. Uh, so you, you, I think everyone needs help with that. Yeah, you have you to know? turn to somebody yeah. that's an expert in the area right. to get that kind of advice. And that's why uh, we're very lucky to have with us in our studio today, Barbara Vogue, who owns uh, KeepingYourParentsSafe.com. And you're a, 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 a registered nurse and senior advocate. Is that right, Barbara? That's correct. Hi. Right, well, welcome to the show. Thank welcome, you. Barbara. It's great to be here. Thank you. And so tell us about that. You know, um, Maybe her background first. Yeah, what, What's your you know, background? What do you do? <laughs> well, I grew up in Michigan. Um, I went to Michigan State University and got a Bachelor's of Arts in Communications. And then um, I worked in film production in Detroit, actually, for a period of time. And then I realized that I was meant to be a nurse all along since I was really little. I just got distracted with other things. And so I decided to go back to nursing school. And I, did, I decided that if I was going to spend another four or five years in school, that I'd rather be warm. So I moved, uh-huh. to, <laughs> I moved to Arizona and went to Arizona State and got my Bachelor of Science in Nursing there. And it's pretty warm there, too. It's pretty warm there. Yeah. 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 What a contrast to Michigan. 
Yeah. But that's but, such an honorable profession. But tell us what, you know, when I said, what do you do? What I mm-hmm. meant was, mm-hmm. what do you do as a senior advocate? What does a senior advocate do? A senior advocate guides people through those times in their lives, like you're going through right now, that um, where a parent or a loved one gets sick, um, something happens, they fall, and it thrusts you into this entire system that you're not familiar with. So patient advocates guide people through that system, um, avoiding the gaps that are inherent in healthcare and the entire healthcare system, um, working with family members to just handle what's going on and dealing with each other. Yeah, because people don't realize, I don't think, that world until you're, like you say, thrust into it. Right. And all of a sudden, uh, you're like a uh, a deer in the headlights. Right. Right. What, what do we do? Do we place the person? Do we keep the person at home? Right. Do we bring in care at home? Do we put the person in an assisted living situation? And those are some of the... It, do we have the, the resources? Do right. we have the, the money? Insurance? Right. Yeah. Right. So you kind of evaluate all that and then provide the guidance yeah and i'm like a i'm like a uh, general contractor or a wedding planner in that i handle all the details that you shouldn't have to worry about when you're trying to help your parents because and a lot of what i hear a lot is people think well my parents raised me i should be able to do this but it's completely different and it, just like when you do raise your kids, it takes a village. I mean, that's a very common expression. So it's the same thing when you're helping your parents or your loved ones as they age. You just, you need to call on a lot of help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what is, and, like, what's the first step? Does somebody just contact you and, and tell you what the person fell or how does it, how does it all develop? I, I get calls from either home care agencies who have clients who are like their situation is spinning out of control and they're calling the home care agency for help. So they'll often refer to me. Um, I get calls just from people that I don't even know who hear about me from other people or friends. Um, So they call and they could be in one of three places. They're either on a clear path. They know like they're thinking ahead and they they have a good support system and they kind of have an idea of what they want to do or they're at a crossroads. Someone breaks a hip, somebody gets sick. They don't really know what to do. And I help them to be objective about that and decide what to do. Or they're in a dark cave without a map or a flashlight, have no idea where they're going, what's going on. And they're in so deep now that they have to dig out. So it's having the knowledge of, um, working within that system and where to go first, second, third. And they're so emotional. It's such an emotional situation that you're going through. I mean, your um, your father-in-law is forgetting who you are. My mom was forgetting who I was. She had Alzheimer's. And you're, you've got things going on. Old stuff comes up from your brothers and sisters from when you were younger. So that clouds your judgment. It right. clouds how you see things. People fight over that a right, lot. The whole fi- family dynamics. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now how, you 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 got into this because of a personal situation that happened to you. Is that right? That yeah. That's can right. you can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Um, my mom had. Uh, she actually, after shortly after I got married, she married her high school sweetheart. 
She was 72. No kidding. Wow. And um, I was her matron of honor in her in her wedding. So that oh, was sweet. It was yeah. really fun and sweet. Uh, and then a, a few years into the marriage, she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Oh. And so now I was helping my stepdad manage her care from across the country because they were still in Michigan. I was in California. Oh, my. And my kids were really young at the time. So I'm flying back and forth. And it came time that she needed care in the home. So I interviewed multiple care agencies. I chose one. Um, they, they assured me everything's going to be okay. We'll take good care of your mom. Well, they put a felon in my mom's home as no. her caregiver. Ouch. And... They knew at the time, I found this out way later, but they knew that she had spent five days in, five days in jail on a mis misdemeanor, had a felony warrant, warrant out for her arrest for check fraud. Oh, boy. Uh, had lied on her application, but yet they kept her in 24-7 care, which is unsupervised, largely. Oh, that's so, crazy. So what happened was, in the end, um, well, I figured it out within a few months from a couple thousand miles away. And I moved my mom into a care facility where she actually thrived till the end of her life. She did really well. Uh, unfortunately, my stepdad had his own adult children. So all I could do was advise and they weren't really listening to me. So the, the so-called caregiver, she remained in the picture for six years. No. The yes. same one that you mentioned? Yes. And they um, knew that she had a felony past and check fraud and all that kind of thing when they were he, keeping her there? Yes, but the home care agency, see what the caregiver did is she she stayed long enough to get placed in a home and then she quit within a couple of months. Okay. She quit the agency. And then my stepdad wanted to hire her privately, which goes against everything. I mean, it's in the contract when you sign for home care and they wanted to build bill him. They found out about it and billed him $10,000 for the oh. breach. I got him out of it, just but on did, a technicality, but... <laughs> good for you, a little legal maneuvering. Yeah, a nice. yeah. yeah. But, but did, did, did your stepdad know that she had this kind of shady past? He wouldn't believe it. She uh, was grooming him just like a pedophile would groom a child. I see. And like isolating him, telling him, you know, I'm the only one, because he was isolated. Everybody was out of town. And she's like, I'm the one that's here for you. I'm the one who's taking care of you. Um, so he became very attached to her. And I don't know what else was going on, but, oh you know. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, they were having liquor delivered to the home. She was giving her, he was giving her his credit card, his Cadillac, his checkbook. Oh, we, this is a mess. Well, I this guess. is, I mean, I could, just like you were saying, I mean, this is uh, a... Uh, clear example of elder abuse, right? Mm -hmm. And the and the, and you know this is how the vulnerable seniors do get taken advantage of. I think um, I think we had uh, Cam and uh, Meredith on the show talking about their dad. Yeah, got, on the dating got, scene. Yeah, on the dating oh, yeah. scene. Uh -huh. Yeah, and so this yeah. is very similar where she's established this uh, trust relationship, right. maybe using her younger sexuality or whatever to get the stepdad, you know, where she wants him to be, mm -hmm. and then she's fleecing them in the right. process. I take it, right. right? Oh, by all 
I mean, I could talk for hours about it, but with all the stories. Uh, but in the end, she, after my mom died, she tricked him into marrying her. Oh, no. Got her name on the house and the will, and then took out a life insurance policy on him. And he was 86. And oh, my How old was she? She was 35. Oh, boy. Oh, what a but no one career had, you criminal. Know, yeah. No yeah. one had an issue with this. You know, the, the local well, police. Well, you did. Well, you I did. Yeah, sure. and his daughters did. But um, the local police, um, you know, the lawyer that changed the will. I mean, what was he thinking? Um, Jeez. And when they were at the lawyer's office changing the will, she somehow rigged the mattress in the master bedroom to catch on fire. Oh. And then she built the insurance company out of sixteen grand and redid the house. With the money, wow! So professional the, criminal. She's a real, she ripped off uh, piece everyone of she came in contact with. Yeah. Her and her mom. Her mom taught her everything. And she knew. and when you're not that kind of person, it's very hard to even fathom. Oh yeah, you that can't, kind of person. Yeah, yeah because you yeah. trust people. You can't yeah. wrap your head around it. It's very hard to wrap. Your I mean, head the whole around. time we would just, I, we would, uh, my siblings and I would look at each other and go, "Did you ever think in a million years that you? Could, there's no way you can predict that kind of thing happening." Yeah. So how did that lead to you doing what you do now then? Well, I I couldn't really stop her. I mean, we did our best. We we went to court. We sued the home care agency. It didn't work out. We had a good case, but it didn't work out. That's oh. a whole nother story. But um, I you, you needed the you know the right. brothers on law. Back right, then. I, I truly go. did. <laughs> I did. Um, so I figured I couldn't really stop her, but I can certainly help other people from having this type of thing happen to them. I can now that I, I, cause I look back now because I didn't have the objectivity because of all that emotion that we, that we already talked about. Um, but now I look back and I can see every little red flag that at the time, you know, that little voice inside me was like screaming at me. This is so weird. Why is she saying these things? What is going on? Yeah. But I had to get back home to my kids. They were little. I just needed someone to take care of my mom. Oh. And then, but I look back now and I go, oh, yeah, okay. So now I can, I can totally see it. So I can be that objective voice for my clients because I can see the whole picture. They can't right now. We're Larry and Rob Mandel, the brothers-in-law, here on Go Country 105. Do you have a legal issue you need help with? We want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and send us a message. Then tune in on Saturdays at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. Hey, if you missed any part of this show or you just want to hear it again, go to brothersonlaw.com for all of our previous shows and all things Brothers on Law. So part of the, what you're coordinating for them, I imagine, on occasion is lawyers too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You got to, hey man, you know, the, it's time to bring in someone to protect your mom or your dad legally Absolutely. as opposed in addition to the health issues or housing issues or whatever oh yeah 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 that's definitely part of the network but you're screening the people that you recommend in a much different way than this home care oh yeah and i i tend to use um smaller agencies than the one i used because i know uh then you're not a number and I know the owners, I know the people who are doing the scheduling, and I keep in close contact with them. So anytime I see something going on, like I had a caregiver one time, she told the tiniest little lie about something completely insignificant. 
But I was like, eh, no, because that's not the first one, <laughs> yeah, right? You know, it's right. just the one I have to catch. It's like stealing catch. the change <laughs> off the counter. You know, it's, right. like, it's just change, but right. that's not yeah. the first one. So they're, I move them right. All I have to do then is call the owner and go, we need to make a switch immediately. So and Barbara, do you, do you place uh, the uh, person, the patient in particular homes, like um, like private homes? Like my um, father-in-law is in a private home right now. Mm -hmm where there's maybe four or five mm -hmm. patients. Do mm -hmm. you do that too? I will I will help my families determine whether that's appropriate. And then uh, if I know of a place that I like and I trust, I'll have them go look at it. Otherwise, I will refer out to placement specialists who, because that's a whole nother job where you know all the facilities, you know the owners, uh, and that's actually a free service because they get paid by the facilities where they ultimately place a client. So um, they're experts at that. So I more help out with um, making sure everybody has the right information and education on which to base their decisions. But I don't make decisions for them. How do they pay for this? How, and, and, and you know, is it affordable for most families? Yeah, is it covered under Medicare? Yeah, no, doesn't unfortunately uh, not covered under Medicare. It is private pay. Okay. Uh, but every advocate will tell you that they they want to remain independent because then we're not beholden to any insurance company. Nobody's right. telling us dictating what we do. It's all up to our client. But probably, probably every dime of it is money well spent, right? You ultimately and, save money. Yeah. By cutting those corners and anticipating problems and stopping them from happening. And since I'm a nurse, I can also address clinical issues or medical issues that are often the center of the chaos. And, okay. and get once you get rid of those, then the regular chaos is, is, easier to, is easier to manage. Do you see the patient? Do you interview the patient? Yeah, we meet. We meet all oftentimes just have a consultation to see if we're a match. I meet with the family. Um, I'll do an assessment, and that includes what the elder person wants. I mean, I will directly ask them whether they have uh, cognitive issues or not, what it is, how they want to live the rest of their lives. I see. Because it's so, important to so consider. How does someone become your client? In other words, what what puts them in the category that they would require your service? Is it just uh, being sick? Is it just being old? What what are, what are the criteria? I specialize in helping people with their parents or their older loved ones, since that's what I went through and I can most relate to that. Right. But I can help people with, like I said, with the medical issues that, that crop up. We wouldn't necessarily want to wait to right. bring you into the equation and to, right. you know, like, like my uh, brother's father-in-law, you know, that's, that's very far down the line at this point. Right. You'd want you to be involved before he's already, right. you know. Uh, well, I think if you this, saw signs, like in our case, mm -hmm. uh, Alzheimer's, and you saw signs of forgetfulness, and like in our case, it was him falling down and things like that, that mm -hmm. would be a perfect right. time to call you, right? Yeah, and the sooner the better. And like I said, some people are really on top of it and they'll call me way before to to make a plan. It does happen. But most of the time I get calls when there's been a fall or they're, they've ended up in a nursing home and they don't like how they're being treated there. All of a sudden they have a bed sore and what are they supposed to do and what are the rules? And uh, because 
And it depends on the mindset of the person. A lot of times some people just want to, they're just going to grin and bear it and do whatever they can to fix it themselves. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it, there's so much. There's and it's so a, much to do. And it's a problem, I, I think. I, I guess I have the impression, maybe this is not true, but that aging in America is, is a, um, a tougher thing than in other Western countries, you know, where, where there's a little bit more of an infrastructure to care for people that are uh, ill and aged and old and, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe on their way out, you know. Mm-hmm. Do, do you think that's true? Partly because I think we're so we're so spread out in this country, and people don't stay together. Yeah, you know, and so uh, you know, people are flying across the country to kind of piecemeal things together. So a lot of times, my clients are out of the state, but their parent is here in California, right. and, and I'll help them that way. And the thing that I think people really don't understand is that this year, twenty twenty. There are more people over the age of 65 than there are under the age of five. Oh, that's crazy. And all the baby boomers now are getting older. Right. And it's going to be just this huge... Influx, yeah. Yeah, and no one is really ready for that. Uh. And so, like, the more prepared, the better, but it hits a lot of people by surprise. And that's yeah. how we get more prepared by calling you, right? right exactly. And how do we get in touch with you? <laughs> well, my website is keepingyourparentssafe.com and parents is plural because you have two. And uh, my phone number, all my social media links are on there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Keepingyourparentssafe.com. That's right. Have you suffered or been injured by someone else's negligence? When you need a legal team that will stand up for what is right, won't give up the fight and obtain justice, call 818-886-6600. Mandel Trial Lawyers specializes in personal injury cases of all types. Whether it's a car accident, product or premises liability, dog bite, or a catastrophic injury, Mandel Trial Lawyers are there for you when the fight is worth it. Call now for your free consultation, 818-886-6600. Let the scales of justice tip in your favor. Barbara Vogue. Well, I, I tell you what, this is so important. And again, we could be talking about this all day long. long day. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> hours and hours. And, and, right. and really people need classes in this, you know, because it, it just kind of hits you. It's like a left hook, you right. know, kind of come a sucker punch. That's really. what happened to us. Yeah. yeah. Obviously. You know. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to switch gears, Rob, and... Our producer, Cam, gave us a, um, a fun fact of the day. All right. Let's see what it is today. It's children grow faster in the spring. Did you know that? That's very mm-hmm. fun to know that. Yeah. <laughs> so watch, watch, your, you know, watch your kids in the spring. They're going to grow. Watch them grow. Wow. Yeah, don't buy too many flower. new clothes at Christmas. It, it, yeah. I was going to say, it's just like the, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> But uh, just like the flowers, right? Yeah. I, I guess maybe you water the kids a little yeah. bit in Sunlight. the in, in the early spring mm-hmm. and grow even more. All right, how about this? We're going to play a little game called True and False, True or False, and it's usually a, a crazy law that that Cam finds that may or may not be true. Okay, Barbara. Mm-hmm. Here it is: the entire Encyclopedia Britannica is banned in Texas because it contains a formula for making beer at home. I want to say true. Just I want to say crazy. true. Of course, I'm going to say Yay! true. Yeah, ding, it's ding, true. Ding, 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 yeah. Now, again, <laughs> Texas, come on. First right. Amendment. First Amendment. 
Boy, oh boy. You cannot be banning books. I don't know. No. Beer? Making no. beer? No. So I, I can tell you right now. You can now, go on the internet and get I'm gonna, it. What's I'm going to load up a truck with Encyclopedia Britannica and take it to Texas. Of course, you can find that. Uh, yeah, you can find it on the internet. Yeah. yeah. What's, yeah. what's the deal? <laughs> That's like an illegal law. That's an old law. That's yeah. an interesting fun fact. Yeah. Laws can be illegal. Yeah. Hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Laws can be illegal. Yeah. Unconstitutional. Mm -hmm. Well, that one is. All right. Larry, uh, tell us about a case that's been on your mind, all right? Litigation, Larry, it's time. We had a case recently, and now it's resolved, where our clients were stopped, and the other side said that our clients made an unsafe turn and pulled out in front of them, and therefore they were at fault. And the only way to, to beat that was, fortunately, a witness had stopped by and just gave his name and then drove off. So we tracked down the witness finally. It wasn't easy. And the witness says, no, that's not how it happened. Your client was legally stopped and the car behind it crashed into him as a bunch of kids and they had been drinking the night before and so they were still hung over. So as it developed more and more, it you know the case became one of no, it's the other person's fault. Right. And then our client, uh, had a form of cancer and so he had hurt his shoulder in this accident and they were arguing well it wasn't a hard enough impact to hurt the shoulder but he was you know predisposed because he had some problems in the past but more importantly it was he couldn't do anything about his shoulder because he had the cancer he couldn't have the surgery but oh, we yeah, still that's rough we still resolved the case based upon the fact that he would need shoulder surgery but he couldn't have it because of his cancer so you know that's a tough position to be in huh i know and so everybody's a little different we you know we take our plaintiff as we find them so to speak and some people are more susceptible to injury they're we call them an eggshell plaintiff and so we champion the rights of those people just as well as somebody who's in perfect health. But I, but I liked it, the fact that you did some detective work and found that, that the the defendant's story or the other driver's story was complete nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, you know, um, I'm reminded, you know, about some other case. I just, I hope I'm not talking out of turn. Is this the Rob report? Bit. Yeah. I don't think we have time, though. Rob report. Right. I don't think we have time, though. Yeah, we have, we have a quick All right, moment. go no, for I mean, it. It just goes to what Barbara does. You know, I had a case where they didn't like the fact that this old elderly guy in their home was always vocal and always complaining and so they started drugging the guy yeah and and when the uh one a lot yeah so we 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 did sue and 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 got him a lot of money in his in his old age for that because it was just such a horrible wrong thing to do talk mm -hmm. about elder abuse mm -hmm. yeah. but anyway so do we have time for a message mandel message yeah. box yeah all right hey guys it's dana from studio city I have a legal case pending and I know I'm going to be called in for a deposition. I've never done this before. What can I expect and do you have any tips for me? I'm nervous. Well, Dana, uh, here's our advice to you for a deposition. If you can get counsel for a deposition, it's always a good thing. Now, it looks like he's, yeah, if he has a legal case pending, then, then he has the, he should have an attorney. Oh, yeah. 
and you gotta attorney, have, you bring that lawyer to your deposition, of course. Protect you, and the lawyer should be spending a lot of time preparing the person for it and explaining what a deposition is all about, and not to offer information that's beyond well, how to the conduct scope yourself. of the question. Yeah, how to conduct yourself at a deposition, and and of course, it's natural to be nervous. Quite natural. Don't worry about being nervous, but tell the truth. Right. On. You know, be be uh, earnest. And don't go rambling, like Larry says. Uh, but the main thing is uh, bring bring your lawyer and make that lawyer make sure that you are prepared. Right. Make that lawyer prepare you. Right. Uh, because it is important. It is a little different than just talking to someone. You're under oath. It's a m more formal proceeding. You ever go yeah. gone through one of those, oh, Barbara? Yeah. 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 And the, yep, for our court case. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the testimony yeah. can be used against you later so, because you're placed under oath to tell the truth. That's why you got to be prepared, as you said, Rob. Rightio. All right, so it's about time to wrap it up and say our goodbyes till next Saturday. And Barbara at Vogue, we want to thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. It's been our pleasure. Right. And uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, our listeners, if you've missed any part of this show or would like to hear our previous shows, go to YouTube, brothersonlaw.com, or you just listen to us on iTunes and Podbean. And we want to thank you for listening. And if you have a legal question or something you want to discuss with us, we'd love to hear from you. Just message us on Instagram or Facebook or Brothers on Law. If you have a legal matter that you need representation for, call us for a free consultation at 1-800-310-7113. That's 1-800-310-7113. And tell us that you've heard us on Go Country 105. We look forward to being here next week on Saturday at 8 a.m. on Go Country 105. And remember, let the scales of justice tip in your favor. The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice.